2: safe space for st louis to learn about soccer this is soccer 101 with michelle smallman and moon Valgon. welcome into soccer
0: 101 michelle smallman and moon valjean are here with you And uh, Moon, we have a lot of soccer stuff to get into today. We have a new MLS Cup champion. We have a lot of things happening with St. Louis City SC. And let's jump right into it. How you been?
1: I've been well. How have you been?
0: I've been uh, well as well. Thank you for asking. I also want to shout out everyone who's been sending us emails to Soccer 101. The response that we've gotten so far has been amazing. Um, We are actually going to answer one of the questions that we got via email later in the podcast. So stick around for that. But people can always get involved with us on social media or they can email us at Ask soccer 101 at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an exciting uh, episode because this is, a, this is a busy week. This last weekend, we had, like you said, a new MLS champion. Uh, it's a fresh face, too. The team's only been uh, around for uh, a couple seasons here. And going into our season later this week, we have all sorts of uh, draft information. So we'll get into that later. I think that's touched on in the email segment. But let me just break down the the story that happened over the weekend. The MLS Cup 2022, the final was pretty pl- Probably one of the best uh, major league soccer games ever. Uh, LAFC, that's a Los Angeles football club, won it in a PK, a penalty shootout after a wild 3-3 finish in extra time. It's the first MLS Cup in LAFC's brief history since they launched in 2018. This is the one you see Will Farrell and Magic mm-hmm. Johnson. This is the LAFC team. It's black and gold. Now, the game got the penalties thanks to the heroics of Wales superstar Gareth Bale. You may recognize that name if you've watched any sort of international play play with Wales or uh, any sort of Spanish or English Premier League because Gareth Bale was like, absolute freaking superstar, one of the fastest guys on the field for Tottenham Hotspur in England for a while and then in like a record-breaking transfer fee, I forget it, what what it was, it was like 80 million something euros or even more, uh, he went over to Real Madrid. Kind of did great, kind of didn't. Uh, he was a former left back, I believe, and then he went striker and now he's in the MLS and he made in, in an impact right at the end of the game. Pretty amazing with a- LAFC down to 10 men and trailing 3-2 to two in the dying minutes of extra time and we'll let you know what extra Extra time is, in case you're asking about that, Gareth Bale rose up to head home a 3 3 equalizer to send the match to penalties. Now, in the shootout, even more drama happened because it was a backup LAFC goalkeeper, John oh. McCarthy. This is a native of Philadelphia and a former union player. Who came wow? Yeah, this guy, this is an amazing story for this guy. He came in for an injured LAFC starter, stopped two against his former club, and that was enough to earn him the MLS Cup. MVP honors. So this guy comes in as a backup and becomes the MVP.
0: That's incredible. I mean, how many storylines could you ask for i'm sure mls was so thrilled with this be- being the championship game because you have former european stars getting involved you have a game that's highly contested that goes into extra time and and down to pk's and then you have a backup coming in to be the hero the i mean the drama moon the the absolute drama
1: it played like a freaking movie and if you if you go back and even just watch the highlights and and see the excitement in the crowd and you kind of get to learn the game a little bit and this had a lot to learn uh, if if somebody's new to the game or they're new to this the system they're going to go wait, wait 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 a second this guy said stoppage time and now this guy said extra time does that mean overtime and then how do pk's work and then I'm sure you know if they got somebody that's uh, that's uh, a real soccer fan, they're going to be chirping about how the MLS used to do shootouts, which was totally mm-hmm. bizarre. But it can be confusing. So let's go through real quick, if that's okay, Michelle, before we kind of dive into emails or any of that. Let's just go tell you the basics on how the halves work, how the minutes work, what is stoppage time, what is extra time, and how and why you would go to penalty kicks and what that system is all about. Is that cool?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because you're right. This is soccer 101. It's a safe space for St. Louis to learn about. Soccer, And even if people from St. Louis who aren't really big into soccer tuned into the MLS Cup just to kind of dip their toe in and see what was happening and they were enthralled by all the drama and excitement that was happening, that doesn't mean they necessarily know everything that was going down. So I love that idea, Moon. Let's just take it down to the most remedial level and talk about – Regular time and extra time. So you want to take the the ball and dribble with it here, if you will. <laughs> a-
1: absolutely. Yes. Thank you. Uh, So a standard soccer match is 90 minutes, 90 minutes of action separated uh, by one fifteen 15 minute halftime. That's two 45 minute halves. And regardless of injuries or substitutions or goals or somebody kicking the ball into the crowd, the clock just keeps on ticking. That's why you're going to see that clock not stop. There's no stopping that. This is where stoppage time comes in for each of the uh, aforementioned possibilities. You know, if the ball's out for a little bit or somebody's down for a few minutes, time is understandably lost. But the timer... Uh, the clock doesn't stop. So it's the referee's job to calculate it all uh, all that time and add it back in. You'll see at the end of the first half when it hits 45 minutes, the clock will keep going and you'll see an extra official on the, the sideline hold up a sign with like a red four. Mm-hmm. That is how many minutes has been determined to have been lost during the half and that is the stoppage time. Then the referee will kind of watch his clock and right around that time when the ball is, uh, you know, n- not near the goal mouth or something, he will blow his whistle three times to end the half. That is stoppage time. Now, at the end of both halves, at the end of 90 minutes and at the end of the stoppage time, well, let's say it's, it's five additional minutes of stoppage time. It's 95 minutes. The ball is somewhat dead. The, the ref blows the whistle. And this is uh, some sort of uh, cup match or playoff match or something where it cannot end at a tie. If the game is tied, then we are going to go into extra time. Extra time is basically uh, in, in in hockey. What, what do we call it in, in hockey? Overtime? Going to overtime? Overtime, yeah. So that's extra time. And it is split into two 15-minute halves.
0: Two 45-minute halves, 90 minutes total, stoppage time. And then if we're going into extra time, it's two 15-minute extra time, time periods, right?
1: That's right. And to be clear, it doesn't matter. If one of the teams scores during this period, the two halves are played until the completion. So it's not, it's not a golden goal, uh, you know, first goal wins sort of thing.
0: It isn't first goal wins at all. You're going to play the entirety of the two 15-minute extra time periods.
1: Yep. At the end of extra time, if it's still a draw, we go to PK's, the heart-pounding penalty shootout. In the penalty shootout, you're gonna see it's only the shooter and it's only the goalie that are allowed in the box. The goalie cannot leave the line until the ball is kicked. You get five shots and it doesn't matter what order. It's not like it has to go striker, midfielder, defender. You can, if your goalie is the best at PKs, you can start him off there. You get five. At the end of five, if it's still tied, let's say the goalie uh, saved one for for one team and somebody missed it for the other and it's only four to four. It just continues till one of the rounds is uneven. You know what I'm saying? Like if... Mm -hmm. uh, if it's the seventh round and I score and Michelle, you're my competitor and you and you miss my team wins.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So one has to have a greater number of goals than the other.
1: Yep. That's how it that's how it all shook out. And uh, and like we said before, that uh, that backup goalie, man, absolute hero, absolute hero and MVP uh, stopping two from his former club. Absolutely amazing. Filled with drama. What a year for the MLS Cup as far as the one right before St. Louis City SC gets to gets to be involved. I mean, that's the way to have it happen, to get people excited. So much
0: momentum coming out of the MLS, and it's a great time for St. Louis to be joining the the league. It's going to be so much fun. But before we get into that a little bit, Moon, I have a question for you. You, you outlined what regular time is, stoppage time, extra time, the highly dramatic and very entertaining penalty shootout. But a lot of soccer games end in a tie. And I think a lot of American sports fans, that's something that kind of gets stuck in their craw. They don't like that. Soccer can sometimes end in a tie. So what's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, You know, when I was a kid, I... I remember hearing that and it was a concept that was so very confusing. I remember my dad or whoever it was was like, oh, yeah, it's a draw. They split the points. And I was like, wow, that is that's some horse crap. I, I don't I don't I don't know if I like that. I don't, I don't know if I want to play a game where I'm busting butt and I have to go home, not a winner or not a loser. But honestly, right. be, being a part of, 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 uh, of soccer my whole life now and playing in in tables that are set up like that, I don't mind it. It's part of the sport. It clearly works really well, especially in table driven leagues. The English Premier League and La Liga, Bundesliga and all that. I like it. I like the point system. I like how it works. It's it's worked like that in hockey in the past. Uh, You know, I know they split the points and do a little bit differently now. I understand how it can bother people. But I feel like if people just like put that aside, put that in your pocket for a minute, don't be upset about it for a little bit and just kind of get into the other aspects of the sport. I don't think it'll bother you in the long run. I really don't.
0: Yeah, I know that that's something that it, that is really difficult for a lot of new soccer fans to grasp because it feels very anticlimactic. Like you said, you're busting your butt, you're chanting, you're emotionally invested in the in, in the entire match, and then you can just walk away with a nil-nil tie or a 1-1 tie, and it feels a little anticlimactic, but that's one thing I want to encourage new city fans and new soccer fans who are listening to this podcast to try to embrace this. We're playing the long game here. We're, we're really trying to, to play the long game and even though at the outset that might be a little frustrating i think you'll get used to it
1: that's a good way to put it too. the the long game so like think about this like there's there's some i'm a manchester united guy and they've been uh they've made it rough for me the last couple years um but there's also other (laughs) clubs that i like watching some like real underdogs that that shouldn't even sometimes be uh playing against the teams that they're playing against right and you will see the strategy involved. It, we talked about, you know, relegation and some different things. So, like in in a table, you at the end of the season, if if you're one of the bottom three teams, you're going to get relegated and you're uh-huh. going to go to a lower league. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose players. You're going to lose contracts, all that kind of stuff. So there has been as much drama on the bottom end of tables than there has been on the top. And when you're watching a team that's playing for the long the long haul, they're playing up against Manchester City or Liverpool or something like that. They will play a particular game, and oh my gosh, in the first 10 minutes they score a goal. So now they're up one nothing. Now, they know that they're up against a billion dollars worth of strikers. So they know that their entire game is basically try to prevent this world-class domination team, try to prevent them from scoring as many goals as possible. You know you're probably going to give up one or two goals, but now you actually have a chance to hold a draw. So you're almost playing for a draw. There are there are certain matches where you will watch the drama unfold. And it, it's, I get it. It's really hard to watch if you're the team that's just trying to score and you're literally up against 10 defenders because they just have 10 defenders in the box. But it can be really exciting to watch a team try to play for a draw. I know uh-huh. that sounds counterintuitive, but if they can steal two points off of a top dog, Yes. The drama that that puts in, in both teams' season or momentum can be just as exciting as watching a seven and nothing blowout and watch your favorite player get hat tricks. You know, I, I know that sounds counterintuitive, but if you just, like I said, put it in your pocket, let the energy of this game kind of get to you and soak in a little bit, have a little bit of moments of osmosis. I'm telling yeah. you, it's going to be okay. And the tie thing, the draw, it's not going to bother you. It's not going to bother you for long.
0: Yeah. You have to think about the macro and the micro.
1: Yeah. 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 I, and. And, and and again, I get it. I'm I'm an intense feller, so I understand the, the <laughs> letdown. You know, you go all the way down to the stadium, and this and that, and you watch a nil-nil tie. That's that's painful. I I, I get it, but it doesn't mean that a ton of excitement doesn't happen on the field.
0: Absolutely, and there's a ton of excitement happening off the field right now for St. Louis City SC. Moon, a lot of uh, movement when it comes to players, and uh, we have some news to get through. But first, I want to roll back to our emails. If that's cool with you, yes, please. So off the top, we mentioned it, but please reach out to us. You can follow us on social media. You can reach me at Twitter or Instagram at Msmallman.
1: You can follow Moon. At Moon Valjean here, M-O-O-N-V-A-L-J-E-A-N-H-E-R-E.
0: Or you can email both of us at our Gmail account. It's asksoccer101 at gmail.com. And again, thank you to so many people who have emailed. We're going to try and work in some of these questions because we know that a lot of people do have questions about soccer and MLS and St. Louis City SC. Uh, We know it so much. That's why we started this podcast. But this one popped out at me Moon, because we've gotten a lot of iterations of this. So I'm just going to select this one from Matt. Matt wants to know, hey, Moon and Michelle, how do we as in City get our players. Is it an expansion draft like the Golden Knights are cracking in the NHL or do we just sign whoever we want? Do we have anyone already on our team? And I think that that's a very pertinent and timely question, Matt, because right now the trade window is open and there's been a lot of movement for City and a lot of movement around the MLS. So even though um, City already had some players that were on the roster as of Monday, November 7th, Um, Now that the MLS Cup is over following a two month roster freeze, different clubs can make additions or adjustments to their rosters and City has been acquiring some players and Moon, I know that you have some names for us.
1: Yeah, we're a part of all these uh, communication emails and all these these breaking news things, and, and I have a few. I, now, I'm going to shoot some questions back at you because uh, I'm sort of learning this system as well. It is There is an expansion draft. It obviously had to wait until after the season was up, uh, so we have some information about that. That's only a few days away. We'll talk about that uh, next week. But St. Louis City SC has acquired midfielder Jared Stroud from Austin FC in exchange for $100,000 in 2023 general allocation money, the GAM. We'll talk about that in a second. Played the majority of his first season of MLS games in minutes under City SC head coach Bradley Carnell when Carnell was interim head coach with New York Red Bulls in 2020. So he knows the system. He he knows how uh, coach wants to play. So this is this is already like, oh, cool. Uh, you know, this is some strategy here. Um, City SC has also acquired attacking midfielder Aziel Jackson from Minnesota United FC. Now, they've been hot. They're new to the scene, uh, but a, but a team that showed like a lot of uh, oomph, if you will, that was in exchange for 150000 in that 2023 general allocation money. And the club just announced that as well. Jackson is coming off a strong 2022 MLS Next pro season where he earned best 11 honors. So this kid is great too. Now, I got a couple other emails and Michelle Please shine some light on what the heck this means. I have one that says St. Louis City SC has acquired 2023 international spot from Nashville SC for $200,000 in 2023 general allocation money. What the heck is a 2023 international spot?
0: So I'm learning about this just like you are, but I did do a bunch of reading on this today. So hopefully I digested and am able to download <laughs> um, the information that I got. But basically the general allocation money, it's the way that the league makes it easier for teams to acquire players who aren't in the league. So um, there's different types of allocation money that you can have. And one of them is the general allocation money. So this general allocation money can be traded. So the way that I am digesting this is that city is taking their, their general allocation money and they're giving it to Nashville for a player that we're going to call TBD, uh, like a player to be acquired later from the international pool. But they, since we don't have players in St. Louis yet, they can take this money, trade it for a player that they want
1: to acquire. Interesting. Here's some money that you can spend wherever you want to spend it for this guy,
0: who will be hopefully a great player eventually. We love TBD here in St. Louis. TBD is one of
1: our favorites. <laughs> We've signed TBD from Nashville <laughs> SC or FC. Uh, Everyone's uh, thrilled. Speaking of that, we have another TBD. Uh, international spot that we just signed from CF Montreal for 100,000 in that general allocation money. So we're giving them 100 grand for one of their spots. So what about this draft? How do we compare it to the to the NHL draft? Uh, somebody mentioned the Seattle Kraken, and I bet you the NHL expansion draft with the Golden Knights and with the Kraken was probably a, a bit of a, a a new sort of thing or an education as far as how expansion drafts work to most sports fans.
0: Absolutely. So right now, we're taping this on Tuesday, November 8th. So The trade window opened yesterday and it closes tomorrow on Wednesday, November 9th. And there's a blackout period that will exist. And then um, the list of players who will be eligible for the expansion draft is going to be released by the MLS on Thursday. So you may remember when the Kraken came along and the Blues were leaving certain players unprotected. Vladimir Tarasenko was shockingly left unprotected. Jaden Schwartz was left unprotected. He was the player that that was selected, just as an ex- a player that was selected as an example. And then Friday, November 11th, this Friday. Everyone needs to to set those alarms on their phone because that's when the expansion draft is happening. The MLS expansion draft is happening Friday, November 11th, and St. Louis City SC is able to select up to five players from the player eligible list. So this week, a lot of things happening. You have the trade window that's opening. You have the expansion protected and unprotected lists that are going to be coming out. So you might want to start paying attention to which players other teams around the league are leaving unprotected because that's the pool of talent that City's going to be able to choose from. And then as of Friday, you will start to see City acquire some more players. They're they're building that roster up, Moon.
1: Yeah, I see that. And what I'm reading too, there's five rounds. St. Louis City SC may select up to five players, claiming only a single player from any one club. So we can't take right. two from LAFC, the 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 Champions. One per club and we can select up to 5. St. Louis City SC will be permitted 3 minutes for each selection. No timeouts and no trades are permitted during the expansion draft.
0: It's going to be very exciting and I know that the sporting director for City Lutz and Steel and Bradley Carnell the head coach and and everyone that's involved in the the team ops, they've been scouting these players. This is what they've been doing is they've been watching tape. They've been watching games. So they're very familiar with the players who are out there in the league and the names that may may become available. So I'm sure that they know what they're looking for from a talent standpoint. They're looking for players that might fit their style of play. And I imagine that they while they might take the three minutes moon that they have a pretty good grasp on who they're targeting.
1: Yeah. And you know, what's super interesting, too. We could we could go on about all the details. Um, I was just reading that if a player's contract expires at the end of 2022. So let's say they're a free agent after December anyway, they're still being considered a part of the club's roster. So they are not considered a free agent. And I just learned this too: the following five teams that had players selected by Charlotte FC during the 2021 MLS expansion draft are exempt from the 2022 MLS expansion draft that's Austin FC Atlanta United FC DC United LA FC and New York City FC so those are off the table
0: which seems fair that they don't get dinged twice two, two years in a row
1: Totally. The other 23 returning MLS clubs that that competed during this season can protect, like you mentioned, 12 players from their senior and supplemental rosters. Pretty interesting. If a club protects a player, by the way, the club is not obligated to exercise the player's option. So, Michelle, do you know, let's say uh, St. Louis City SC picks a player from your club. Do you know what you would get in exchange? Tell us, Moon. You get fifty grand. Fifty grand in general allocation money. So that that can that can be heavy. That can really throw mm-hmm. some drama into it. Kind of it's just, kind of like it did with the NHL draft. This is exciting. This is exciting stuff, not only just for our city, but for the whole league.
0: And that's not where it ends. So Friday, November 11th is the expansion draft. Then there's more things that are happening the following week. So on November 14th, which is the following Monday, there's a deadline for the clubs to submit a bona fide offer and exercise options. And then after that, two days later on the 16th, that's when free agency opens moon. So that's when clubs can engage with different players. They can, see who's eligible for free agency. And there's just going to be a lot of movement happening, not only with City but al- among MLS in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be really exciting. It
1: is going to be exciting.
0: Some positive news on our end is that the next podcast that we do, we're going to talk about it with City's sporting director, Lutz Fahndensteele. He is going to join us and answer all of our questions and really give us some finely tuned answers on not only the entire process, but how city has been preparing for all of this, what they've been looking for in players, how they've been um, scouting different players and prepping to build their team what is the identity of the team going to look like we can ask him questions about specific player additions so really looking forward to that and if you have any questions that you would like us to ask Lutz, ask soccer 101 at gmail.com
1: Ooh, it's going to be a drama-filled weekend. I love it.
0: Well, Moon, this was a a lot of information that was packed into one 30-minute podcast. I feel like we rolled through a lot today, and I'm hoping that people learned something today. I know that there are a lot of great soccer fans in St. Louis that have a great grasp on this, but for those newbies like us that are coming in and they're trying to learn, I hope we gave you a little snackable nugget that you can take home. Like for instance, Moon, one thing that I'm taking away from this is that my, my calendar and my alarms are zeroed in on Friday. I believe it starts at 6 PM central time. It's the expansion draft. That's, that's the first real bit of drama that I think city fans have is anticipation and excitement of uh, the drama build up to, to get those names of who's going to be on their team. So my, my big snackable nugget from this week, expansion draft on Friday.
1: Yeah, mine too. Um I, I learned about this expansion draft when we were when we were kind of putting together some of our prep. And uh one of the things that I learned is that all the names that I was kind of spying and eyeing from that LAFC team are are off the table because they got because <laughs> <laughs> they got picked Great. last year. So uh, I I learned that dang it all that research of me getting excited about oh we should pick that player uh, those guys are all safe I do need to add that city added Swedish ringer Rasmus Alm to the uh, to the roster as well I I neglected to mention him earlier I don't want Rasmus getting upset with us
0: no welcome to the squad Rasmus we're thrilled to have you we can't wait to have you on this podcast we we save the best for last how about that
1: but no <laughs> no shade to anyone else that joined the team absolutely yeah this was this was exciting I hope you learned a lot I sure did um and I guess we will we'll see next week yeah for moon and michelle
0: this has been soccer 101 thanks
2: for listening at the home depot we have black friday savings all through november and with that comes a joyful holiday bustle that we just love to hear Although we also love the sound that comes after the holidays, when people put their new tools to use. In fact, we love it so much. When you buy select Milwaukee M18 kits, you'll get an extra tool for free. So after you're done filling the air with holiday magic, you can fill it with the sounds of doing. The Home Depot, how doers get more done.
0: Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors,